Welcome to episode number 197 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And before we get into some geeking out, uh, let's just, you know, we have this news drop this week that San Diego Comic-Con um, will do an in-person Thanksgiving weekend, which is just stupid in almost everyone's opinion. I would not be surprised if this gets changed around. It's supposed to be, uh, I think, from Black Friday until Sunday there. Uh, you know, Small Business Saturday as well. It's just, uh, what is your thought? thought on this chris absolutely stupid that's 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 it how are you gonna how are you gonna make these people leave their families on one of the biggest holidays of the year one of the biggest family holidays of the year to go and hang out with a bunch of slobs like us geeks who just want to like get things signed and and oogle and boogle at them you know what i mean so come on san diego you know you you can do better than this yeah, and not only would it be shitty on any other year, but this is maybe the first year that a lot of people can even see their families because right. of the coronavirus. So, I mean, of all the times, like, you're not going to get guests <laughs> and you're not going to get people going. And if you do, it's going to be the lowest attendance, which it already would have been anyway. It's just there's numerous reasons why this is a stupid idea. And um, I'm kind of shocked that they even thought they had they could do this. That's all. And they're calling it special edition, which is a complete ripoff of what New York Comic Con used to do. Right, right. Exactly. This is true. Um, which we didn't write it in here, but New York Comic Con, I think last night said that they will probably be trying to do their in-person event in October. Um, they did announce that. I totally forgot to add it on here. But yeah, so, you know, October time, it's not around anything. Uh, you and I have gone to that Comic Con so many times it gets worse every year as far as attendance. Um, just so many people go. I don't know what that's going to look like. You know? It looks, I don't know looks really gross to me. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting how all these things are going to go. Um, but before we get into Marvel news and the rest, uh, what are you geeking out on at the moment? I am on a Grant Morrison deep dive, actually. I've been tackling the DC universe infinite app uh, reading a bunch of bunch of different stuff. I'm going back and reading the new 52 action comics, reading his JLA from the nineties. Uh, I just actually ordered a fantastic four, like Marvel Knights trade that he did with Jay Lee that I had mm. no idea about. So all the Grant Morrison this week, just kind of, just kind of reading, doing the reading stuff, you know? Yeah. No, Grant Morrison's one of the best, so that's not a bad deep dive <laughs> at all. Uh, I deep-dived on all of the MonsterVerse movies in two days. <laughs> Word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ending with Kong last night, Kong vs. Godzilla last night, uh, which was amazing. It was the best of all of them. And it's crazy because they don't have a future. They don't know what they're supposed to do. So it's like, it just... It quote unquote blew away box office uh, expectations because it made $9.8 million <laughs> opening day, which is just insane to me. Like, such a low amount of money that we're talking about. But, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I get it. Uh, but I, I don't know how they, maybe they have something written down on a sheet of paper that says, if this does well, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> but 
it's I don't know. I thought it was weird when I read that from Adam Wingard, the director, saying like, you know, we didn't have an after credit sequence because we didn't know what's happening next. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> You've been doing this since 2014. You don't have plans. <laughs> yeah, I will see something. The movie was a lot of fun. I, oh, yeah. I, I wish I would have saw it in IMAX. Maybe I have my shot coming up. My first one, second one by the end of the month. So. I'm hoping that it's still in IMAX at that point because I'd love to see it on the big screen. It really does beg for that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And the CGI was the best it's been. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was incredible. So it was bright. You could see things. Oh, everything. So epic. So yeah. Uh, hopefully they figure something out. Uh, we'll talk more about what Adam Wingard's got going on because this is his first big studio project ever of this scale. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, he did a great job, and he's got another thing coming up. So let's get into Marvel news first. Uh, Russell Crowe joins Thor. I don't believe... We don't have a role for him yet, though, right? Like, he's in an unknown role? A lot of speculation here. I mean, there's anywhere from, like, the fake play to King Thor. I mean, there's a lot of things here, and that King Thor kind of makes some sense because they do have the same accent so i that's that's where i'm gonna lean as a fan and hope but i know marvel so not getting my hopes up yeah um though and i agree with you uh when you have gore the god butcher it would make sense (laughs) a lot of things would make sense with marvel but then they i know then they flip your expectations yeah, Bummer. these scrolls are good because, you know, it's funny. It's like, is it? Yeah. Is it funny? Well, it's funnier <laughs> than a boner joke. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll see what happens with it. Venom 2 got pushed back to September 24th of this year. Uh, again, who cares about dates, really, because they can all get changed on the dime. So we'll see what that uh, if that sticks or whatever with that one. Any Anything you want to say about that? Not really. There's a lot of things shifting as of late, as we've been used to in the last year and a half. So whatever. Uh, on the Modoc front, uh, it's got a few more casting people on here. Uh, John Hamm will be voicing Iron Man. Whoopi Goldberg's coming in as Pound Cakes. Nathan <laughs> Fillion is Wonder Man, and Bill Hager or Hader, sorry, will be Angar the Screamer and the Leader. Um, so isn't this comes out on next month, May 21st. So I guess people are just finishing their audio side of things. Uh, cause you know, as far as the animation, it's done. They actually just dropped the titles of the episodes today. I didn't throw that on here cause sometimes that's too much. We'd make up fake ones anyhow. So sometimes. yeah, it's coming, it's coming in hot. <laughs> that's good. So. I'm excited. Very excited. So what's going on on the other side of the pond? All right, let's jump into some DC news. We got two, count them, two Suicide Squad trailers this week. You've been asking for them. James Gunn gave them to you. Uh, We got a Red Band and the Green Band trailer with Kong versus Godzilla. So uh, did you watch either one of them? No. You know what happens. You know what happens at the end of it because of the internets? No. Do you know anything about them at all? No. Great. Nothing. 
Boo on you. Um, cause I'm going to ruin it all for you. Uh, no, looks cool. Lots of awesome stuff going on. In these, these trailers, James Gunn antics all around. Um, and I can't, I can't argue with King shark at all because we got some Sylvester Stallone up in, up in that house doing that voice. And I think that's a really great reveal there and more. So I'm not going to ruin it for you otherwise, because it will get ruined for you probably by the time you watch the movie. But there's something pretty awesome that happens at the end of the trailer, which was already speculated on and it was all true. All of it. I'll take your word for (laughs) whatever that means. Most people should. (laughs) Uh, next up in Black Adam news, we finally have a release date of 7-29-22. Like you shared with me the other day, this has been in the work since 2007, more or less, when people started saying that he should be Black Adam. So, wow, I've never seen anything last this long in my entire life. It's insanity that it's been, he's been in the talks for that. Um, I like the reveal, though. He took over Times Square to do, like, a little takeover of, Times Square to announce this date. So uh, leave it to The Rock to go big. That's right. And so look forward to that movie. We got a huge DC slate next year with the Batman and that and hopefully more. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to challenge, you know, the execs at DC and Warner Brothers to an MMA fight because these fools think that making movies about our man is more important than, say, the new gods. The trench I never really thought was going to see the, the light of day. I always thought was, all right, we're going to make this movie out of out of Aquaman and hopefully it'll do well. But why are you canceling the new gods? I just I don't understand. I I mean, I know your movie slate's a mess and nobody really knows what's going on. And you don't really know what's going on yourselves or how to make a superhero universe. So I've read things where the Flash is going to set up the next justice league movies and set a straight on course which i i don't believe at all but cancel the new gods from ava duvrabne and and tom king come on this this movie was was set to be gold yeah this is like they could have done an eternals thing you know what i mean it's like they don't have to exist in the world they have their own stuff going on but what they have going on could affect things on a you know on this planet or or with the lanterns or whatever you know what i mean so uh this was a big hit honestly um because it is something i really was excited to see especially with the talent behind it the trench like you said i love james wan but it was a take it or leave it situation i i don't care that I I'm missing it, but the new God seems like a waste of time and effort. And that's it. It's just kind of annoying. At least it's on hold as they say. And the only way that they're going to restart this again is with Ava. So let's keep our fingers crossed for the best, but there is never really the best when it comes to DC films at this point. So Next up, let's talk about the good side of DC, the the animated side. And so we're getting the long Halloween soon, which uh, I can't wait for. This, I think, is a two-parter at this point. But we got the full casting list. I don't want to get too deep into it, but Jensen Ackles was cast as Batman, uh, stepping up from his Red Hood role in Under the Hood, uh, Under the Red Hood, or whatever the name of that movie was called. But I love the guy. I think he's going to be a good Batman voice. Uh, another one here is Nea Rivera, who was uh, who passed away last year. Uh, the Glee star uh, actually did finish her lines as Catwoman, so I thought that was 
um, you know, an important point to touch on. Um, Josh Dumel is Harvey Dent. Um, Troy Baker's Joker. I mean, come on, that's that's good times. Fred Tadascore is Solomon Grundy, and many, many more. I'll leave a link in here so you guys can look at all the names behind this awesome production that's coming up. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, two things. Dave DeSmallchin is playing Calendar Man. He's Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad. Yes, okay. Cool. Um, and then it's one of Jeff Loeb's best things. <laughs> like, I love that that story so much. And I don't know if it's, if it's a two-parter, but it should be. So hopefully it is. That's what I've heard. And, you know, with, like the Dark Knight Returns and whatnot, those kind of movies, those kind of things should not be restricted in a two-hour period i don't think it's just tell the full story do not do what you did with hush stuff like that you know uh next up the ghost maker who i've never heard of apparently this this is on the dark board for dc so it's coming to the cw uh but the the premise is is interesting here we got a bisexual vigilante who like bruce wayne is trained in many martial arts uh so he's a rival of the dark knight He's a radical crime fighter who will not hesitate to kill if deemed necessary. So, hey, I mean, I guess this is literally Batman. Like, right? <laughs> but he, <laughs> he just showed. Yeah, he just showed up last year uh, for the first time, like in Batman Volume 3, Issue 100. So uh, new, newer character, um, I guess. Fine. You know, until we get a Batman TV show, all these fake Batman people just mean nothing to me. Right. Exactly. But it looks like the CW is 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 going across the board with all the inclusiveness and just something for everybody. And I think that's one of the most important things here to take from the situation. Um, Sounds like the Punisher to me, but I like the Punisher and I like when that kind of stuff happens. So. Put those bad guys in the ground, all right? That's that's it. Next up, the real impulse is coming to the Flash. Uh, one of the final pieces to the whole Allen family uh, puzzle is going to be arriving in the final scene of the Flash. Uh, Jordan Fisher has been cast as Bart Allen, and this is this is the this is a pretty big casting for DC fans, and I'll I'll be interested in seeing how this how this kind of plays out. Uh, we should be seeing them. Um, around the 150th episode later this season. Okay, cool. Uh, Good for that actor. And then last up, uh, we have some more castings for the Naomi show. And Ava, do... do, do, uh, I can't even say her name, man. Uh, (laughs) Duvravne? Duvravne is still attached to this, so that's that's some good news here. Uh, But we've added six new members to the cast. uh, Barry Watson... Mary Charles Jones, Aiden Jem, Muzam Makar, Will Myers, and Daniel Pugue. Uh, they've all joined the cast, and this show is ramping up to be a pretty good time. This one I'm excited about. Of all the CW comic book shows, this is the one I'm most pumped to, to check it out. Did a little bit more research since our last episode, and it seems like a cool comic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's get away from this this Arrowverse. It's like calling everything the DCEU, you know. So get these stamps away and just make good shows that exist on their own and tell a good story. So so let's jump over to that Galaxy Far 
far away with some Star Wars news. Uh, we got our full cast for the Kenobi show, which starts production this month. And so uh, this actor named Ewan McGregor, he's going to be on the show. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But he was in train spotting. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that movie. Oh, good, good times. I think he'll be great in this role. Hayden Christensen is definitely confirmed for this show. I'm looking forward to hopefully some Clone Wars flashbacks because I would like to see the guy in the Clone Wars get up. I would like to see perhaps Moses Ingram as a Ahsoka Tano, perhaps. I, this is what I think. I think they're going to. He's going to be sitting around the fire on Tatooine thinking about these times in his past. Because we're talking here with Indira Varma, who we knew joined the show, perhaps it's Satine, and all these rumors and speculations, which I don't want to get too deep into. But I really think this is going to be more of a what happened and and memory show instead of how does he get off planet and not protect the kid the whole time. So anyways, Joel Egerton and Bonnie P. Piese, I don't know. They're both back in their roles as Owen Baru. Kumal Nanjiani, who I can never say his name, funny guy. Uh, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Soon Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Sefidi, uh, Sefdik, sorry, all are part of the part of this big production. So very excited. What do you think? Moses Ingram stands out because she's been cast as young as Sokotano. Like the rest of the cast, don't get me wrong. I'm super excited about it. Like I like pretty much every single actor that's on here. But that one, I was like, okay. <laughs> so we've got Anakin, <laughs> we've got Obi Wan, and we've got young Ahsoka. What is that scene gonna be like? <laughs> what is that episode gonna entail? You know what I mean? Like, are they just gonna go on an adventure and then they're gonna run into Satine? And you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's a Clone Wars live action episode. Well, that's the thing. It's going to definitely be a flashback, right? Yeah. So So I just I can't deal with it, man. This sounds like what we've been waiting for is the best Star Wars show. Well, it's like it's like that hot toy, that Anakin hot toy. And with that, with the Clone Wars get up, but with the hidden head, I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is fine. But now it's going to make even more sense. And oh, oh, my God. This is. Yeah. If you see Anakin or uh, Hayden in in his Clone Wars gear. I guess like I get maybe they'll do some de-aging on everybody you know whatever they can do that sort of thing but yeah I just everything I've seen or you know as far as casting and, and read with interviews of, with uh you and just it sounds epic it does it does and I just it, it's gonna be really hard to stay away from uh spoilers yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be but very excited uh but Coming May 4th is our next dose of Star Wars, and that's the Bad Batch. And we got another trailer, an epic trailer the other day, kind of just really telling telling us more of what's going to be happening during the season about these these defunct clones So and how they're going to be surviving in the post-Republic uh, era with the Empire and whatnot. And we got our look at Rex post-Fall of the Jedi and Fall of the Republic. So I'm very excited for this show. It looks freaking beautiful yeah i i honestly i had avoided the first trailer and this one i watched yesterday and um yeah it got me actually pumped uh to see this so you know the animation's even better and i i liked the bad batch i hope they explain where the f they were um but yeah you know at the end of clone wars so 
I, I'm interested. That's it. I'm interested to see what's going on. That's it. So tune in May 4th, Star Wars Day, for the first 70-minute premiere of this show. So epic, over-an-hour premiere. Can't wait. Uh, but for now, it's time for some commercials, so we'll be right back with more Tower Talk. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream ale. Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. <laughs> a political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's like, bad. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We are back after those delicious commercials. Uh, so let's jump in some comic news. First up in Marvel news. Uh, the most hated artist in the galaxy for some reason. I don't know why. People are assholes. So stop giving John Romita Jr. crap, guys. I mean, it's the same stuff you did to Jack Kirby. Leave the guy alone. Um, I love John Romita Jr. He's coming back to Marvel in a big way. What do you think about this? I didn't know he was hated. Yeah, people um, people are garbage, man. They just, they, uh, anyway. Like, they don't like the way he draws? So he was on he was on Superman, and they're just like, yeah, I remember that. Your Superman's they, garbage. They bought those covers. <laughs> yeah. I love everything about what he does. I like his art style. I think it's very Kirby esque in ways. And whatever, people are dumb. Him and his dad are two of the greatest artists of all time. And um, I, you know, just like the way we will follow certain writers, John Romita Jr. I will typically buy covers or whatever that he that he's on i even bought like i'm not a huge superman fan but of course i bought his superman covers for that so yeah i don't i don't get it but um that's me you know whatever so you know they haven't announced who he's gonna be on marvel um but i will buy whatever it is that's right absolutely so speaking of artists not announced and uh potential things that he may be doing um do you remember Maximum Carnage? Of course, I have all the issues. Do you remember Absolute Carnage? <laughs> no, but I know yeah, it's me, a thing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, well, get ready for Extreme Carnage, because it's coming. Uh, Carnage is coming back in a big way for uh, Marvel, and Philip Kennedy Johnson, who's doing crazy things across both ponds, uh, is set up to write the first issue. There's not a whole lot behind this quite yet, uh, but... We do have some art by uh, Lenil Francis Yu and Sunny Go. But other than that, we don't have a whole lot uh, lined up for this. So I'm pretty, I'll be pretty interested to see what happens because I think that Johnson is a real gem right now in both comic worlds. Yeah, I agree with that statement. <laughs> uh, last week, we told you that 
the Ed Brisson Predator comic was announced, but it has been put on hold indefinitely for some reason. Pre-orders were canceled. Uh, this was not an April Fool's joke thing. It was actually announced this morning. So we'll see what happens. Uh, as of now, they said it's pushed back to November, but there's no real word on when this series will start again. There's a little rumors that there may be a movie coming out. Oh, okay. Well, that's a shame because obviously I was excited last week when we talked about it, but okay, fine. Be that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. And I think that I would rather have a Predator comic series than a movie sometimes if you're not going to really plan the movie out very well. So I don't see one coming either, really, just out of nowhere from 21st Century. I think that, you know, they announced the Alien Anthology for, for Star on Disney Plus. There was no real announcements for Predator, so I don't think they're just going to throw a Predator film out of left field. Yeah, I know. So, whatever. Uh, moving over to DC, just a little quick thing here. We were talking about Grant Morrison earlier in the episode, but uh, coming up soon, there's something called Superman and the Authority, and I thought this was going to be a um, a reprint of that old Superman, what's the problem with truth, whatever, truth and justice or whatever. Right where he faces off against the image, quote-unquote, heroes from the 90s uh, and questions why heroes have to be super violent. But this is kind of similar to that. This was I saw this trade on Amazon, and it's it's written by Grant Morrison with art by Mikhail Janin and uh, Jordi Belair. And it was a leaked cover, apparently. And then all of a sudden, it was just covered up. And there was there's no word of it really existing. It says it collects two issues. It's still up on Amazon, but there's not there's no real word of it on the interwebs otherwise, besides that it's it may have been dropped too, like prematurely. So it does showcase Superman, including a uh, Midnighter uh, who, you know, is back from, I guess, guess the Wildstorm days, uh, but has been, been playing a big role in like future state as of late. And it's going to have a new role in Infinite Frontier. Apollo, Synergy, and also our good friend um, Manchester Black as well. Sorry. Uh, he was good on uh, Supergirl. He was. He was. I don't know. I Whatever. It's Grant Morrison. I'm going to read it. So, And it's Superman. And I'll just wait patiently for this to come to fruition. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Aftershock has announced a young adult imprint called Seismic Press. Uh, so they, I thought that was pretty interesting. The more and more that we're going to be seeing comics across the board for different ages, uh, this one, of course, will focus on titles geared toward readers ages 12 to 18. Everyone's doing it, man. I they think are. It's, uh, it's a good idea. So, yeah, that's awesome. It is. Uh, and so the first title will be called Rainbow Bridge from Steve Orlando, Steve Fox, and artists Valencia Brancati. And so we're going to be looking at these books starting to roll out really in 2020. Uh, Then last up in comic news, Spawn's universe. This is the year of Spawn from the lips of Todd McFarlane. So uh, we got some we got some news about what's going to be happening in this upcoming comic. The first issue is up for pre-order with four different covers. The main ones by J. Scott Campbell and. It'll be showing off the four different characters who are going to be featured really kind of in this series. The first one's going to be a is going to be a 52 page one shot written by Todd McFarlane, uh, split into four chapters, and it'll feature art by Jim Chung, Brett Booth, Steven Segovia, and Marcio Takara. It's a good lineup. Yeah, I'm glad that Spawn continues to be Spawn and 
McFarland keeps it's going strong, you know, 30 years later or something. Yeah, and I'm excited to see more and more stuff from him this year, toys, comics, and maybe some news about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. Jeez. So let's uh let's jump over to crowd sorcery. Uh, why don't you take it away with that? Yeah, so we've got a couple uh, indie projects that are getting funded right now. Um, one of them is Tales from the Trail. Uh, this is a collection of adventures for the after role-playing game, which is a Savage World system game. Um, kind of like a frontier western set in sci-fi apocalyptic world. So uh, right up our alley. Um, and it is in Italian, so I don't know. They've funded. I just don't know exactly how much money they were looking for. And at the time of this recording on April 2nd, there's 13 days left to fund. So if you're into uh, role-playing games and Western settings, uh, go check that out. We'll leave the link in for this. And then on the... Why is my whole thing is in Italian right now? Is yours like this? Is this just no. me? I think, okay. I think it's just you. You're learning Italian. I am learning Italian. So Unicorn, Vampire Hunter, issues one to two. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. It's a comic about a, <laughs> a unicorn with a penchant for killing vampires. That's kind of all you need to know. Uh, they've also hit their goal, but they've got 26 days left. It, it was funded pretty fast. Um, I actually funded the first issue, so... I'm excited to see where these adventures go. It's very stupid premise, but a pretty cool comic besides that. And uh, again, we'll leave the link in for you guys to check that out. It actually makes a lot of sense with that horn that it could just kill vampires. Yeah, we saw Cabin in the Woods, man. Those things are evil. (laughs) That's right. Um, So let's go over to TV news. Uh, American Gods has been canceled again. Uh, this is, you know, off the end of their third season. Now, Neil Gaiman says that the project is not dead. He is the creator of American Gods. So maybe it's dead on stars. But if Gaiman thinks that it's still going on, obviously, um, Netflix has picked up the Sandman series. So maybe there. Amazon picked up Good Omens. So maybe there. You know what I mean? So Gaiman is very much a hot commodity and he continues to be so. So we'll see if it actually is dead. If he says no, then I'm kind of probably going to go towards what he's saying. Yeah. You know, season three was a big surprise because I was really on the impression that two was the end of it. It was disappointing because I, I actually did like the show and I was about to just get a, another free trial of stars to watch this. <laughs> Good news is that a free at least <laughs> that's right. Free for free, free all the time. I, I, I binged the first two seasons on my free trial that first in a week. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. I like the show to be able to do that. And I, I can see this going somewhere else. And I hope it does. Exactly. Fans of Rick and Morty should know season five uh, has been announced with a date of June 20th for the premiere. So your favorite time planet travelers are uh are are back and uh i love that show so much so can't wait to see that yeah i've i've committed a morty sin and i've never really watched the show probably the first few episodes so i really need to watch it yes you should <laughs> i think you'd really like it i don't yeah know any reason why you wouldn't so yes i i'm excited uh we got a bit of casting news for powerpuff girls live action donald Faison. 
uh, will be the professor um, who creates Powerpuff Girls and then their quote unquote father. And then Nicholas Podani will be Mojo Jojo. I don't know how they're going to do Mojo Jojo. Um, if he's going to be just like in a mocap suit or I don't know, full makeup. Maybe it'll be like Tim Burton's uh, Planet of the Apes. Who knows? But that era, you know, that actor is in there and I love Donald Faison. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see um, how this show is going to turn out because it gets crazier every time I hear something. So two things. Uh, the show is now called Powerpuff, which is oh. interesting. Okay. And Podani has joined the pilot in the role of Joseph Jojo Mondell Jr. As a kid, the nerdy, power-hungry, insecure Jojo was obsessed with the Powerpuff Girls, despite his father's grudge against them. As an adult, Jojo finds his sweetness and rage in constant battle. <laughs> so, very... Uh... Okay. Very weird, very weird stuff. So we'll see how this kind of translates. I'm sure he's maybe a mocap gorilla grod. Okay. Well, that's not as exciting if he's a human. Uh, maybe he'll get some weird kind of experiment thing that'll happen. They wouldn't just leave him human. I hope not. Anyway. They won't, they won't let us down. They won't let us down. Let's go over to movie news. Uh, first up. We've got a new Transformers film uh, in the works, this time for uh, Angel Manuel Soto and Marco Ramirez, who's the showrunner on The Defenders, is set to write the script. I don't know what that means exactly yet, uh, because we really don't know what the logline is on this, other than it's a standalone Transformers movie, and that's it. What about Robots in Disguise? Yeah, right now the plot is in disguise. Oh, um, right, right. I hated the Defenders, so <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't either. At least Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee is great, but that's a different person entirely. So um, I love Transformers as a thing, you know, pop culture thing. So for that, I'm excited. But for right now, I will... S- definitely curb my enthusiasm but what i am excited about which we hinted at at the beginning of the show godzilla versus kong director adam wingard is set to take on a thundercats movie from warner brothers um this is just ridiculous but it's gonna be uh produced by the people who did death note which is also directed by wingard which i uh loved i know a lot of people of the fans of the anime uh, didn't like it, but as somebody who didn't watch all the anime, I was like, this is a great effing movie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine with this. Um, yeah, I, at first I was kind of cautious, but after watching Kong and I, and honestly, I like all of Wingard's movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen his, uh, Blair Witch just cause it seemed like a stupid idea to even come into fruition, but I love your next. I love the guest. You know what I mean? I think he's a capable director. And um, sure, let's let's do it. Yeah, and he's a he's a big fan, so I I think this is a dream project as I as I've read for him. So uh, just real quick, it's gonna be a hybrid of CGI and animation. So I do like that idea. I thought, like we said, I think that the CGI in Kong versus Godzilla is great. Hopefully, they can put the same kind of effort into this and bring back those nostalgic vibes exactly exactly so uh find out what happens there 
We got a trailer for this series coming to Netflix I've never heard of called Shadow and Bone. It's based off of a bunch of books. Um, I did watch the trailer, though, and it looks sweet. It's just like some new fantasy thing um, coming to Netflix. And uh, for that, I, I was all in. Plus, it has uh, Ben Barnes, and I really like Ben Barnes. Looks like I got some trailers to watch after this show. It's a good one. It just it's, it looks interesting. It looks different than what we've seen before. So, uh, speaking of trailers, we also got one for the Saw Universe uh, movie Spiral. Um, this was supposed to come out last year. The one starring Chris Rock. Uh, now it's getting slated for May fourteenth of this year. So a month away, pretty much. I'm in because I like all the Saw movies. So I will watch this. Yeah, same. Same, same. Yep. And then finally, uh, Knives Out 2 and 3 uh, were bought for, I think, around $430 million from Netflix. So, A, we have two sequels, and B, uh, they're going to Netflix. Um, I liked the first movie. I know the world seemed to think it was the greatest whodunit of all time, even though... The uh, killer literally revealed that she did it in like the first five minutes. So I don't know. I just to me, I was like, OK, this is a good movie. I still like Ryan Johnson. I've never not liked him, but um, I don't know why there's this many sequels. Yeah, but it's also a movie I don't need to see on the big screen. Nobody needs to see on the big oh, screen. Oh, no, I'm OK with it. Yeah, they. this is where they just got to start picking and choosing their battles about where what makes money in the box office and this is it man this is streaming is back in a big way thanks to covid and i don't think it's going to ever stop now so i'm happy to see uh these companies buying up more and more properties absolutely so let's go on to our next commercial and we'll be right back hey come take a seat at the campfire you're not the only one who joins i've got friends that come over sometimes too we talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back after those commercials. Let's talk about video games. Uh, so, if you are a PS5 owner, you can actually play the first mission of Hitman 3 now. It's free to try this week and only this week. Um, I think it is a timed release and it's Ooh. actually so April 5th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when you guys listen to this, but I've been playing it the last couple of days because I'm not that great at video games, but um, <laughs> it's good. Man, yeah, I got to do that over the weekend then uh, because I do want to try this. I've never played Hitman games and you've you've said that I should try it out. Uh, so you get to play the first level, which takes place in Dubai. Like I just said, 
it's only going to be free from March 30th to April 5th. Uh, so probably by the time you listen to this, it's too late. Uh, <laughs> so check it out if, if you're listening somewhere in the nether realm. Uh, next up, we have something really interesting that, that Casey put on here this morning called Sinfeld Remastered. And now, so this is kind of the tagline is in, endure a pop culture nightmare in this bizarre Seinfeld horror game. Like apparently you're trapped in a hellish sitcom world with a heavy dose of anime and Seinfeld uh, references. Yeah, it's, I watched the trailer. It's very weird. You're like, you have like a baby head and you're wearing an Akira uh, jacket, but like on the back of the Akira jacket, it says the human fund. <laughs> like and there's like a graffiti that says the van buren boys and like you got kenny rogers roasters like exploding in front of you and stuff so i and you go into the apartment where like on the couch it has poppy's pee stain it's just like if you're a seinfeld fan it's worth at least checking out the trailer because it's so weird i I guess it's going to come out to steam at some point this year just a weird little weird little thing i'll leave up let's I'll leave up the trailer link. I'll put that in there so you guys yeah. can check that out because it is super weird. Lots of trailers to watch for the show, like I said. Yeah. Uh, last up in gaming news, uh, some tabletop RPG. Uh, for you Fallout fans out there, we are going to be getting a Fallout 2D20 tabletop role-playing game. It'll allow players to explore the post-apocalyptic wastes in a tabletop setting. So uh, players will create their own survivors, super mutants, ghouls, and even Mr. Handy robots as they immerse themselves in post-nuclear world. Game Masters will guide their group through uniquely Fallout stories using Modifius's 2D20 system. Mm, So it's a new type of system for playing. Okay. Uh, you know, you're, you're the fallout guy. I'm not, I've only kind of sort of played one of them. So I, is this exciting? It's not, I, I'd rather just play the video game. Honestly, there's so much, <laughs> Okay. there's so many tabletop role-playing games out there as you and I know, as we kind of deep dive into that and take a look at these different systems. Yeah. I, with borderlands coming out this year, which I'm really interested in because it seems like a really quirky, fun time and all those cool extras that come with it. Uh, but if you guys are into Fallout, uh, I'll leave the link in. Uh, you can order the rule book. There's a special edition limited to uh, 2,000 copies as well. Get a bunch of cool stuff. So if you're into this kind of stuff, uh, it's expected to ship this summer. So epic, epic post-apocalyptic times on your tabletop. But anyways, uh, I'm looking at my watch and I'm wondering, what time is it? Oh my gosh, it's the pursuit of plastic time. All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure hunters. I don't even wear a watch, but it is time for the pursuit of plastic. Uh, there was a leak this week. Uh, Lego 1966 Batmobile is on its way. Uh, this this kind of makes sense to me. They did that whole Batcave set, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't get it because I have the original Batcave set. I do. I I will probably pick this up. I. Don't understand why we don't get a Burt Ward Robin figure with it, but you will get an Adam West, Batman, and Cesar Romero Joker. So this, so here's the thing. This looks cool, fine, whatever. I'd probably get it because it's not that much money. But like, why don't you release like you did for the Batmobile and Batwing, the Burton stuff? Like, if you're gonna do it, do it up. 
You know what I mean? Maybe they're gauging the interest because it will be like a $30 set or whatever. But like, just release the $250 version of this for the collectors. I think you hit it on the head right there. Uh, because they've been playing around with these lower price Lego sets, especially with Star Wars, trying to get people to, you know, more kids to buy into it because parents are like, why am I going to spend 90 to $120 on my kid for one Lego set? I'll do that as a, as a Star Wars collector who wants yeah. to ship. But I think it was smart that they started making the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters in like the 20 to $30 range. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Next up, NECA, who has been already jumping into the American Werewolf in London license. Uh, they have the werewolf coming soon. Uh, they released a teaser for the upcoming Nightmare Demon Ultimate figure, which comes with the different heads of the different Nightmare Demons. Uh, I guess they're like Nazi werewolves or whatever. I forget exactly, but I love that movie. I don't know if I'll buy figures from it, though. This is like one of those... It's It's a really cool idea, but... You kind of want all four of them together, you know what I mean? Like standing up. So while I I like it and I don't want to spend a hundred dollars to get all four of them, it's kind of like you almost need all four for it to make sense in a way. I, I don't know. I almost wish like maybe just give me like a lower quality to get all of them. I don't know. But yeah, you know, for you guys, that's the thing. It's like they're thirty two ninety nine. You need all four, really. I mean, I get these ultimate sets and all the cool accessories, but you're right. It's like when you give different character heads, it doesn't really make much sense. Now, we'll talk about different character heads shortly, but yeah, <laughs> this this one for me is just like, I'm glad that they're 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 jumping into this license, uh, but I'm I'm more likely to get the werewolf uh, than than a hundred thousand percent. They they just literally don't make enough werewolf figures, period. No, they don't. They do not. So looking forward to that. Hopefully we get a Tom Everett Scott figure from. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hold your breath. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Next up, uh, the latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier drops today because it's Friday. And uh, we are getting showered with lots of collectibles. I don't even want to get into it. I've left a link in here for our affiliate site, Entertainment Earth. Anything from Marvel Legends. The Funko and beyond, uh, of course, you know, Marvel is all about the uh, the merchandising, you know, as as they say. So uh, what do you think? Any any anything really catch your uh, catch your attention? All of it. No, I just I don't care about these. Um, you know, my thoughts on things, which is like I typically don't like buying things with faces of actors. So <laughs> less it's hot toys. Unless it's a hot toy, um, which they are. You know, we talked about it last time. There is a Bucky. But if I was going to get Bucky, I'm getting Winter Soldier Bucky. and I'm going to get that. Precisely. Precisely. Next up, I don't really like to talk about the Nolan verse films too much. Uh, <laughs> but Hot Toys is still, you know, like wringing out that sponge. So they put out the Tumblr as a one six collectible, it ranges at about six hundred dollars if you uh, want to get into that, and another Bale uh, Batman figure from Batman Begins. So they're just going back, making these figures for the fans who are going to buy them. You know, I love one six scale vehicles. I think it's a great idea, not affordable idea, but like say I've done it a couple times with Star Wars with like the Darth Vol- the Darth Maul Sith speeder, or now this Anakin with the with the step. So 
but it's it's where it's affordable under oh, i'm not going to say it's affordable but um, <laughs> it's if you're really into collecting these things i mean hot toys does the best job with this kind of stuff yeah i again you know i'm just not a fan of these movies enough to buy a five hundred dollar figure so um but yeah they really are doing a bunch of these bailman you know but here's the thing we're in the minority most people i know love these movies and this is like a no-brainer for them so good for you guys 100 percent, 100 percent. but last up mezco has totally redeemed themselves after putting the most popular look for wolverine as an exclusive which was impossible to get unless you love to just pay scalpers all of your paychecks. Uh, but Tiger Stripe Wolverine is back in a big, big way. Uh, they released this week for pre-order the deluxe steel box version uh, featuring eight, eight heads. Uh, so you can dress up your Tiger Stripe Wolverine from first appearance to the 90s cartoon. Uh, it even comes with a light-up Sentinel base. So... This set at $155, in my honest opinion, is a damn good deal. And this actually makes me really excited to see what they're going to do with the with the Superman remake figure as well. This is the the best thing that they've announced in a very long time. Um, it was it was a no brainer. Uh, bone claws, you know what I mean? Like uh, the Jim Lee look, the animated look. I just too much with the base on on top of it it was just game over so uh, very happy very excited to finally add this piece to my collection the only thing i'm hoping is that they get to these actual metal claws now with these collector figures they're great but they're still the plastic claws and i'm looking at my three wolverines i mean the claws still move over to one side so it's just like let's just 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 do it you made a metal iron man figure yeah, made a stone dark side figure. Just yeah. give me some damn metal claws for Wolverine already, please. So, anyways, I digress. So, Casey, where where can you find us? You can find us at defatentertainment.com, which is the hub site for our podcast network with a ton of great shows that um, you probably heard commercials for if you listen to this entire episode today. Uh, you can still see our geekly news over at defat. Uh, don't forget a towel.com. And then on all the social medias at DFAT Towel. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, guys, check it out. There's there's a show for everyone on our network. So it's not just geeky news. It's current events, politics, just random chats, even movie reviews. So check them all out and also come back and listen to us real soon. Yeah, this is Casey saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.